this kind of thing has never been done before and we're really um i said like paving the way for other teams that are coming up that have heard of us and um lots of people did not know about this and they're pretty amazed when they see us amazed and nervous when they see us getting <laughs> getting on the boats with our life jackets and so on and then it's a, such a large body of water that they they just very very surprised that we do this that was carlos thompson a member of the out of sight dragons the out of sight dragons is a dragon boat team whose paddlers are blind or visually impaired and this is the out of sight dragons podcast Here we are with Carlos Thompson, the very first guest on the Out of Sight Dragons podcast. Hello, everyone out there. How you doing, Carlos? All right. Good to have you here today. Thank you. So we're here to talk about your team, the Out of Sight Dragons, and also about Dragon Boat Racing. Can you start by explaining what Dragon Boat Racing is? Well, Dragon Boat Racing traditionally was done to um, ward, ward off evil spirits it's an old chinese um well they turned it into a sport but it was originally originally done to ward off evil spirits that were around the different villages and so on and so forth and it's a big uh like canoe type boat with a dragon head and dragon tail a crew of 20 a drummer and a steer and the drummer the drum was was used to help ward off the evil spirits back in um back in those days and they just turned it into um into a racing sport so now your team the out of sight dragons what's what's the deal with the uh the osd team as you guys call that call yourselves well um we originally got started back in uh 2009 been around for eight years the two founders that are still on the team oral miller and um maybell kagi they had the idea to do this um, because they saw that after giving it some thought that it, that it could be done by blind people so they introduced the um, the idea to the Dragon Boat Club in D- Washington DC they decided to um, gather up some blind people and see if they can do it and it was done and we've, we've been going ever since on the boat there is someone in the back who steers and the drummer at the front yes. those are sighted individuals on right. the team right right Correct. Yes. Just so folks understand how it works. But then oftentimes all 20 paddlers are blind or visually impaired people. Right, correct. So how did you learn about the team? Well, I was um, at, at lunch at my place of employment and I was looking on the Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind website and I saw dragon boating and I said, well, what, what is this? I saw the out of sight dragons and I, at first I thought it was a uh, martial arts martial arts group and I I was into that back when I was younger but then I read more about it and um, I saw that it was um, paddling so I have done a rowing before just as just as recreation a recreational sport and I said well I can do this too so I looked them up inquired and got a hold of Maybell um, back in 2014 it was um, April I believe March or April and she said well you know We'd love to have you. You know, come come out and see if you like it. I joined, and I've been with them ever since. 
2014, we uh, we medaled. We got we got a silver in a 250 meter race. What race was that where you got the silver? We were in the Washington. I think it was the regatta. Okay, the capital regatta. Capital regatta, and um, you know everybody was excited that that we we finally medal after being around for a couple of years, and uh, we kind of gelled as a team. And um, following year, 2015, we got um, gold and bronze in the same festival, the capital regatta. So we've been going ever since and trying to get um get more medals and trying to get more exposure, and we've been doing pretty well. I know you guys were in the Washington Post once. I saw that article online. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it like for you the first time you got in the boat? First time I got in the boat, it was an experience because <laughs> I, I was a little, a little bit scared that we were going to tip over, honestly. But uh, I was reassured that uh, we, we never have um, tipped over. The one team that tipped over were, were uh, it was an all-sided boat, and they didn't. They went out into the channels, and they just flipped over and no 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 fatalities thank thank goodness but uh, thank god but uh you know i was a little bit afraid of um of that and um after being being trained it's it's all good i was very sore the first uh the first day to the the day after very very sore because i had i haven't used those muscles in in a very long while but after doing it time and time again and training on the off season it's it's all good now it's you know give me more you know when when the a lot of us say uh with the coach if we do say a 500 uh practice for 500 meters or so she'll ask us are you tired and a lot of us are no no let's go again so we you know we're pretty much in shape and ready to go and get more medals as you know i went to a team practice last uh a week ago today right and uh i got in the boat and paddled and uh it was hard. I was uh, surprised, actually, how hard it was to keep up that paddling for uh, a few minutes at a time. So yeah. it was quite impressive to uh, to try it myself and to see what you guys are doing uh, week in and week out during your season. Mm-hmm. I was sore the next day myself. So you mentioned that you guys have never capsized. Just out of curiosity, what what would happen if that did occur? Well, we we've had we have had um, um, water safety training and um with the we go to we would go to the y and just practice like if we've capsized with our life jackets on we call them pfds and we would play play like we like we've capsized capsized and they they've uh the coaches have taught us what to do in that case you know how to put our arms and how to stay afloat so we're basically you know all good if in case that happens so you guys, you guys know what you're doing out there. Oh yeah. Who who do you race against at these dragon boat festivals? Anyone and everyone. When I was, I went to the uh, Capital Regatta a few weeks ago, and it looked like there was a lot of teams whose works sponsor a team, but there's also club teams like the yeah. DC Dragon Boat Club. Right. And think there's another local uh, Dragon Boat Club as yes. well. Are you guys affiliated with any club? Um, let me see. Is it the the DC DC Dragon, Boat, dragon club? Boat Club? Yes. Yeah. I met I met a couple people from them last week uh, who helped out with the practice I went to. Yeah. They're they're very nice folks, yeah. and it's great that they help out your uh, your team. Yeah. So these other teams that you're racing are obviously uh, 
sighted individuals on those teams because yes. out of sight dragons is the only we're the only um we're the only blind or visually impaired team in the in this area on the whole right east there. coast i think well there are a couple of teams that are starting up but they're not they're not competing as yet for what i understand okay so what's it like racing against sighted teams very good when you win so are there any disadvantages when you're out on the water since you can't see the other team you're just or you're just no, focused we, on what you're doing we've been we've been we have been training on to, on focusing on just um our drummer so we really try to concentrate on 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 our drummer and that's it yeah we kind of like tune everything else out what's the point of the drummer at the front of the boat in front of the boat we have a a person called the stroke and they paddle at the at a certain rhythm and at at that certain rhythm the drummer drums Oh, okay. And you guys try to stay in line with in that. line with in line with the with the stroke who stay who who the drummer follows. So we stay in, in in tune with the drum. Yeah, I mean the amazing thing is is for folks who haven't seen dragon boat racing, in order for the boat to go as fast as possible, all paddlers need to be in sync. In sync. Otherwise, you'll be fighting each other essentially. Right. So when you guys are posting some some good times out there. It's, it's, it's on a team that isn't able to look at the person in front of them to, to get in sync with that person. You're just doing it through the practice that you guys do uh, outside of the races. Exactly. So when, when is the, uh, the Dragon Boat season for you? Um, we get started like in, um, in like April, first week of April or so. And um, they bring the boats out and we just um, start training for the, for the first race in May. The, the, there's that race down on uh, by the, by the Kennedy and, Center in May. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how often do you guys practice during the season? Every Saturday from nine to like one. Well, we're out. We we gather, start gathering around nine nine thirty, and we do our our, our stretching and um, get on the boat say at eleven, and we come back like twelve twelve thirty maybe. We're just trying to find um. A way that we can travel we've been traveling a little bit um between this last year and this year so we're gonna keep yeah speak on. about uh the fundraisers you had and then where you guys went uh yeah last, last summer yeah we've done um some fundraisers in um first the first one was in a place called mama lucia which is is in silver spring and we do cantina marina which is around where we practice and also we we have done one in um a place called el golfo it is in um, in Tacoma Park, Maryland. With karaoke on with, Thursday. Yeah, with karaoke <laughs> on Thursday. Was, my my family and I went to that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. People are still talking about that. They had a lot <laughs> of fun. So we'll, we'll probably go back and do it because um, the owner slash manager wants us wants us back actually, and we plan to do it as a as a seasonal thing. So every every year we'll probably go, I don't know, a couple times over there, and um, I'm gonna do. I'm trying to see if we can do do another one for this coming month in um, October. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll just keep on going to El Golfo and Mama Lucia and Cantina Marina just to raise more money to travel. We went to um, Baltimore last year. That was our, our, our first time going as a traveling team, so we're considered a traveling team now. We went to Richmond this year. So... Um, we are going to just try to see how much funds we can raise to go go further and see how, how, how well we do. In 2015, we were invited to go to Canada 
to race over there, but we haven't been able to raise that many that much um, um, money to go to Canada because it's going to be a a very serious undertaking to go. Yeah, take the whole team plus our our the people that help the volunteers that help us out and so on and all our equipment and so on. We have to. It's a very tedious ordeal with the equipment and traveling on the bus and so on and so forth. So we have to see how much money we can raise for Canada for maybe, I don't know, maybe next year, hopefully, we'll see. So now we're here in mid-September, and I know last Saturday was the last practice of the season, so what do you guys do in the off-season? Well, fundraising and recruiting and going to the gym sometimes and pool pool practice. Well, what we do in, in the pool is we would sit at the edge of the edge of the pool like we're in, in on the boat and um, row and just um, get a good workout and keep in shape. And also sometimes we go to the gym to work out, lift weights, or do a lot of car- we need to do a lot of cardio. I for one have um, slipped up on my cardio and I I. I tanked out a couple of times um, doing practice and in a race so I have to um, really step it up with my cardio because I was I was okay enough I wouldn't even um, breathe hard but now it's like I'm at the end it's like I'm gasping a little so I have to really step it up with my cardio so so now that we've talked more generally about dragon boat racing and the out-of-sight dragons I'm, I'm curious to know what is what is being a member of the out-of-sight dragons mean to you what what role does the team play for you and in, in, in your life? Um, it plays a pretty well, a very positive role because this kind of thing has never been done before, and we're really, um, I said, like paving the way for other teams that are coming up that have heard of us, and um, lots of people did not know about this, and they're pretty amazed when they see us, amazed and nervous when they see us getting. <laughs> getting on the boats with our life jackets and so on and then it's a, such a large body of water that they they just very very surprised that we do this and 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 glad when we don't capsize and just amazed and it's it's been and I've, I've been there at, at, at the race or one race and i know other teams are very fond of you guys and are often very happy to see you guys walk by on your way to, to yeah. the dock to get on your boat yeah so, out of curiosity, have you tried any other sports? Yeah, I've tried, um, well, they call it blind hockey. And um, I would recommend for everybody that wants to go out and try that to try it. But it, it, it's hard because I, I, I ended up on my back after being being checked. And it hurt. It hurt. I mean, it, this is a, a sport that's very physical, very aggressive, as um, you hockey fans may uh, will, will know out there. I mean, I was... Fully padded and everything, but it's it still hurt. Had and, you ever uh, skated before? I used to skate when I was younger, but I have, since I haven't skated for years, my ankles were like, no, you can't do this anymore. Skating so, is tough. Yes, it is. I and like I say, I ended up on my on my back, and I just you know inched my way to the to the bench, and the coach said, no bench for you, and that's where I stayed, and that's it. <laughs> that's it for me. My hockey career is over. All right. And I think last last weekend you gave a shot at kickball, but there was an issue with the ball. Yeah, well, we're gonna meet again by the end of the month. We'll meet again and see how that goes. It's it, it's in the tryout stage right now, and if we do well, we may apply for the league. There's a kickball league around here, so we may um try out for that and see how it goes. And there's also um 
to mention there's judo for blind people there's also i don't know how that's doing yet to find out where that is but there's uh, actually contact football out there so we'll see how see how that goes i would like to go experience that not to play because i'm a little too old that the, the age limit is 24 years old so okay. but yeah there's um bowling there's a lot of sports out there for beat ball it's like uh baseball for blind people goal ball it's like so um kind of like volleyball it's hard to explain goal ball because it's a very new sport your mention of football is is a good segue because i know you did play a little bit of football when you were a teenager i think yeah i was um in high school and um in junior high yeah, I played play a little football for a while. That's one of the reasons why I am blind today. I have I had a de- detachment of the retina. It was never it never has been the same ever since. But um, it's all good. I mean, was that an injury from playing football? The detached retina? Yeah, part of it. Yes, a large part of it. Had you had any issues with your vision before you played football? Um, it was never twenty twenty, but. I I was able to function pretty well and um, the football and I I did martial arts when I was younger also you know blows to the head and so on and so forth this took its toll so but but like I said it's it's okay I mean I'm still doing what I need to do so how old were you when you became blind I was um 18 so that obviously is a big big change at that point in oh, your yeah. life big change lots of adjusting lots of feeling cheated out of life little bit of anger but you know through talking to people who have been blind since birth and also people who have been blind later on in life you know they just gave me I've gotten a lot of support from the National Federation for the Blind and just people in general that have come into my life and my family first and foremost they really pushed me to get out there and 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 do and you know live life and you know get my life started because there you know mom and dad are not going to be there forever and you you know you can't depend totally on your siblings because they have their lives so we have to get out there and do our make ours and pave our way that's i think that's a great stopping point carlos for our uh, first podcast so thank All you right. for doing this thank you and thank you listeners